Hello, this is Jeff talking to you on Spotify. This is my first effort at uh, putting up a podcast so you can hear a sermon from me every week if you have the internet. And I've called this first message, How to Have Peace of Mind. And I've taken it from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Because in this time of coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, all of us have uh, got big questions about where's this going to end? How will I come through it? Will all my loved ones, relatives and friends be okay? Will they keep their jobs? Uh, will we run out of supplies? Uh, how long will this thing take? What more efforts will the government have? There's a lot of reasons to rob us from our peace of mind. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to read the scripture and I'm going to share with you this message. So God bless you. Our Father, we thank and praise you that even during a time like this, we can turn to you in absolute confidence, knowing that you understand completely what's happening in this country, in our town and around the world. And Lord, we know that you can take us through this according to your perfect will. So we pray for your grace and your strength and your wisdom as we and your grace as we seek to serve you and to know you. Help us to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth, even though we can't meet together. Open our eyes now to your word, we pray, through your Holy Spirit and in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to read the text to you, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Set your, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or recalled or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. How to have peace of mind. First of all, verses 4 and 5. Make Jesus your focus. Focus entirely on him, not the circumstances, not your situation, not what the media is saying, not even what the government's saying. Focus on him because uh, Paul is writing this letter from prison. He's, he's chained to a Roman soldier. He's got a friend he's, as a scribe writing this down. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. He wants us to focus on Jesus. And even though we're not getting as much to eat as we want, as Paul's situation was, uh, we can focus that God loves us. Jesus died for us and he lives in us. And so we make him our focus. Uh, that's the way to turn your eyes and thoughts and mind away from all the things that trouble us and bother us. Because the whole goal is to have peace of mind. And then Paul says, let your gentleness or your peace of mind be evident to all. Uh, gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But it kind of sums up all of them here. So what Paul is saying and the Spirit is saying to us is let people see the peace of mind that you are enjoying. 
And then finally in this section, verse 5b, Paul says, The Lord is near. There's no question about it. Jesus said, I'm with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Many times Paul could say, The Lord stood by me. He wrote that several times during the epistles and several times during the book of Acts. Paul could uh, say, and Luke wrote this down for later on, uh, but the Lord stood with me. An angel of the Lord spoke to me. I had a dream and Jesus spoke to me. And, and God will speak to you as he speaks to Paul and as he speaks to me. That he wants us all to, to have this peace of mind and we will have it, you will have it, if you make Jesus your focus. So don't allow the things of this world to rob you of peace. Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation, but be of great good cheer. I have overcome the world. Glory. The second thing we see here in this lovely passage, Philippians 4, uh, from verses 6 and 7, is tell him every problem. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't, don't keep anything to yourself. Tell Jesus every situation you are facing in detail. Well, he already knows, but God loves it when we tell him what's going on. And there are several more imperatives. This this passage, these six verses are full of imperatives. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything? He means everything. Don't be anxious about anything. There's nothing that we can leave out of this. So don't allow any anxiety to take over your thinking. But in every situation, he says, and he uses three methods of, of uh, prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. So prayer is... Uh, getting in touch with God, like the Lord's Prayer we've been learning about. Uh, we identify who God is. We praise Him for who He is. Uh, we recognize His kingdom is in us. And then we've, after we've done that, after we've introduced ourselves virtually and Him as well, then we get to our petition, which is asking in detail. And we finish with thanksgiving. So pray, petition, and give thanks. Present all your requests to God. Don't leave a thing out. So if we're sitting in a situation, say, we're going to the shop, we can't find what we want, something we really need, whatever that might be, uh, we're to put that before the Lord. Even trivial things like that, we're to bring before God. Something worse might happen, like a relative, a loved one, uh, maybe a, ch a child or a grandson or, or even our spouse might lose their job. Uh, the government said they're going to give us um, extra funding and so forth, and that's fine. Uh, and that'll be a help as well. But to lose your job is a terrible, terrible blow uh, in many ways. We're to present that to God too. He already knows, but we're to tell him, I've lost my job. Lord, what do you want me to do now? For he is in control of our life and our destiny. And when we do that, it says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends or passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Well, the word for guard is the picture of a soldier standing guard. will garrison your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God's peace will actually be a guard uh, in our heart. And his peace will protect us from anxiety because we've told God everything is going on. You know, I've met a lot of Christians over the years that told me that they worry a lot. And I find this uh, difficult to understand when, in light of what the scripture says. We're to rejoice in the Lord. We're to make him our focus. That's the first part of this passage from four to five. Then from six through seven, we're to tell him everything and leave nothing out. So when that happens, anxiety is a thing of the past. 
and joy and trust and peace are our, our inheritance. And the last two verses from 8 and 9 uh, are titled, Only Think About Good Things. I mean, our minds and our imagination are our responsibility. You and I can choose to think about certain things and we can choose to not think about certain things. We, we have control of what we think about. So Paul spell, spells out to all of us uh, what we should think about. He lists them. Think about whatever is true. Don't think about lies or myths or conspiracy theories or foolish talk or gossip. Think about what's true. Think about the Word of God. What you know are facts. Then think about what is noble. That means something with high moral or spiritual qualities. Think about noble things. Don't think about ignoble or gross things. Just don't allow them to come into your mind. I've told you this before, but thoughts are like seagulls and they can flutter down beside us, especially if we're having a picnic. But it doesn't mean we just leave them there. We just shoo them away. And we can shoo away negative thoughts as well and replace them with the true and noble ones. But then Paul goes on further. He says, think about what is right, that is, what is proper. And whatever is pure, that is, things that are untainted. Think about things of purity. Let your mind think about things that are beautiful. He goes on to say, lovely, and whatever is admirable. And if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about things you, you'd like to give God praise for. In fact, think about God in particular, because all these qualities sum up God himself. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ was all of these qualities were part of his life. And we're to think about them. So if we're having trouble uh, with our thoughts, if our thoughts are intruding, uh, think about him. Set your mind on him. Guard your thoughts. Don't be anxious. Rejoice in the Lord. And Paul ends this passage by saying, um, not only think about all these lovely qualities, but think about whatever you have learned or received or heard from me. He says, I've given you an example. I've set you an example. He's writing to people he knows. He's writing to the Philippian church that he began, starting with Lydia and then the little girl, the young lady, whatever she was, uh, who had a spirit, a demon, and, and Paul and Silas cast it out. And then after they were put in jail, he ministered to the Philippian jailer and baptized his whole family. And they were the big, those three or four groups of people were the beginning of the church in Philippi. And Paul is writing to these people saying, whatever the things I taught you about God, about truth, about prayer, think about that. Or whatever things you've seen in me as an example, put that into practice. So uh, I could really say to you, think about all the things I've been teaching you over the last five years. And let's put it this way. How would people like to follow your example? Are you setting an example that you could say to people, um, whatever you've heard or received or heard from, learned from me or seen me, uh, put it into practice? You see, we are supposed to set an example, not only to other Christians, but especially to the unbelievers around us. Because this coronavirus thing is going to get worse. We're at the beginning of it, the uh, early stages of an exponential growth. Uh, you know, if you put a grain of rice, I read just today, 
put a grain of rice on a, ch- on a checkerboard or a chessboard, there are 64 squares. And if you put a grain of rice on the first square, then two grains, then four, then eight, then 16, then 32, how many grains of rice will you have at the end of the checkerboard? Well, it's hard to grasp this, but you could try doing it, but you won't get very far because after a while, there's just no space. Literally, there'll be enough rice uh, to bury the continent of India 30 foot deep. There'll be so much rice that it'll be three times three times the world's production of rice. That's what an ex- exponential growth is. That's why this virus can double every two or three days, as it is in some places like China and Italy and Spain, and now in England and the USA. And that awful thing could happen in Australia. But we want to have peace of mind. And this passage is telling us how to have peace of mind. For Paul ends this lovely passage with this statement, and when you do all these things, the God of peace will be with you. Earlier in chapter in verse 7, he said, and the peace of God will guard your hearts. Now he's saying the God of peace, God himself, will be with you and take away all negative worries and concerns and allow you to trust him and walk with him hand in hand till this awful circumstance we're facing is over. My hope and prayer is that uh, I'll only need to do a few of these podcasts and then we'll be together again face to face. That is my desire and prayer. I hope you're praying towards it as well. And I hope you take this passage to heart. A good idea would be to open up your Bible at Philippians chapter 4 and read verses 4 through 9 out loud. And think about what I've been saying. I've called this passage, How to Have Peace of Mind. Point 1, verses 4 and 5 was, Make Jesus your focus. Point 2, verses 6 and 7 was, Tell him every problem and don't keep anything to yourself. And point 3, verses 8 and 9 is, Only think about good things. May the Lord bless you and watch over you and show you his love. And I hope to see you soon. In Jesus' name. Amen.